It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Slip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 321. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. 321 Contact. It's the secret. It's the moment where everything happens. Everything. You have no idea what I'm No, I was just going with it. I don't it was a that. show that PBS used to air called really? 321 Contact. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, I never watched the PBS on a regular basis. So. Too good? Too good for the PBS? Uh... I don't, I think it was just boring. So I, does that mean that I was too good? You're saying I'm boring? No, I'm I, saying that you are a self-described nerd mm-hmm. and you started early. That's all. <laughs> Whereas are, I grew into my nerdhood. Some people are born nerds. Others have it thrust upon them. <laughs> and I, I thrusted it upon you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're married. Yeah, we are. So, uh... We have a new website. We do. Same I'm... old address, but brand new website. Yeah. So theclipout.com, if you haven't been by in a while, it's a good time to go check it out. It is. It's very different. Things so, have changed a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So with all the helper bees and all the content we've been creating, and by we, I mean everyone but me. That's true. You are the only one yeah. that hasn't done anything. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Came up with the name of the show. Isn't that enough? <laughs> I mean, honey, it's been six years. You still, you still you leaning on that? You still calling it the clip out? Yeah. There you go. All right, <laughs> fine. So there. Fine. But uh, but yeah, with all the content and articles and stuff, we got a website refresh that makes it a little bit easier and more palatable to find those articles. Yeah. So. Yeah, you don't just have to go to one place that says blog and hope for the best. Yeah, and just kind of scroll on forever, <laughs> every story we've ever written chronologically. Yeah. Like, ugh, what? Yeah, yeah that's and, a cool way to do it. Uh, you can also now search on mobile. <laughs> yes. We have, so, like, if you're looking for something, you don't have to go to a desktop because before that was the only way to do it. So if you're like, hey, what episode was fill in the blank? Just just go search. Yes. You can search. No need can... to ask Crystal personally. <laughs> And our website looks a lot better on mobile now, too. So. It does. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyway, we're very excited about that. We so are. Swing on by and check it out yeah. and see if you agree. Let us know what you think. Absolutely. So, uh, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? Well, Tom, I think we should share with everybody that uh, we have a little bit of a change in programming. Yeah. I don't think it'll be... Very minor. I don't think it'll feel radically different, but, you know, we just felt lately like the episodes are getting longer and longer, so... We're making a change. Yes. And that is... Keep pedaling. We're done. <laughs> We're done. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to row. Episode over. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so basically the big change is that we're going to be more selective about what news we bring to you. So uh, we're going to try to limit the most, the things that are the most important that you need to know. And then the rest of it that we still want to talk about is going to be over on Patreon. So... It's kind of think of this as like what you you need to know, and then if you want to know, yeah, there'll be more over there. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, you'll you'll still get a a very solid episode. We're just being more judicious about what makes it into this episode, and not bogging down with 
every instructor Instagram post yeah. and thing like that. Yeah. So you probably we, don't want to know every sing. You don't need to know yeah. in this episode every single thing that the 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 instructors are now have a partnership with, for example. Right. And there's like nine of them. There's a lot. So, yeah. So, uh, so the thought process is we'll be a little bit more judicious. And also we just really felt like we were racing through episodes. They were getting longer, but we were spending less time on, on key things because we We know how long they are. Because there were so many things to talk about. So, um, so we're, like I said, we're getting more judicious about what we select and then we'll take the other stuff that isn't as crucial and that'll live over on Patreon as bonus content. If you're so inclined and you feel like you've been robbed of content, it will still exist. We'd love to have you if you want to come over there and you'll, you also get the episode ad free and, uh, you get them early when we get them early and you get things like this Friday, the, well, the day this comes out, we're doing a video chat with Patreon members. So that's things like that. So anyway, I guess that's a good way to segue into shameless plugs. Did, oh, there's more. I didn't know if you still wanted me to go over what we're going to go over. Oh, yeah. Because I never did that. Let's pause the shameless plugs. <laughs> this will be very confusing for people on YouTube that like the chapter breaks. Yeah. Like, where where do I put that now? So what, pray tell, do you have in store for people? We're going to hit all of the highlights. Done. No. Um, so we're going to talk about the the bike seat replacement. And that's it. Everything else <laughs> behind a paywall. The new stuff at Peloton Studios. What's going on in London? Uh, we're going to be talking about the offer one dates. And we're also going to have a visit from Dr. Jen, how to stop focusing on the numbers, whether that's the calories, the scale, etc. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to talk about all we're going to talk about the most important instructor news you need to know. And then uh, we're also going to be uh, talking to Angelo at MetPro. And then we have we have some news about Nike, Bowflex and celebrity t- celebrity content as well. Awesome. Well, now shameless plug. Okay. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast. You can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. Uh, don't forget, you can also find us on the Facebook at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. It's a great way to stay up to date on things throughout the week, especially as much content as Crystal and the Helper Bees, that's her band name, uh, <laughs> have have been creating you get it all right there in your feed nice and easy i play the drums oh look at that you can also uh find us on youtube at youtube.com slash the club out where you can watch these episodes and sign up for our newsletter we get all the links and stuff at the newly redesigned theclipout.com. and finally don't forget our aforementioned patreon where you can get bonus content and you can get ad-free episodes and invites to special video zoom calls where we hang out so and who knows what else and who knows what else we're we're always working on things so so anyway there's all that let's uh let's dig in shall we we shall peloton in the news good news for people chomping at the bit to get their replacement seat (laughs) <laughs> their bike seat post their bike seat post yes it is now coming to them post haste <laughs> well 
It's sooner than they expected. Post haster. Yeah, I would say that's more accurate. Post haste ish. Some some reminders. Uh, this when this originally happened, you were supposed to get it really really fast. If you were gonna, you were a person who was kind of like in the top tier, which means that you on your Peloton profile, you had filled it out and that you were over, I believe, 5'11". I think so, and, and over 230. That's what I was thinking, two, yeah. 230 pounds. Well, everyone decided to to go ahead and ask for a new bike seat post replacement. And so that, that was more than Peloton expected. That took longer. But uh, they had been saying it was going to be as long as December for some folks. Right. And now they are saying if you have ordered it by July 29th, you will have it by September 29th. Uh, so lots sooner for those people who had a really long lead time. So that's really, really good news. And then we can just can we just forget about the bike seat posts? That would be great. We will forget about the bike seat posts. Just like remember when everyone was losing their mind about shipping delays i do and then and then it just went away i just thought it was funny because i posted this on the opp which is always scary when i do that i'm always like and uh some people got in a fight over this because there was a person that was like yeah i got mine and i don't even know if i'm gonna switch it out and like this lady came for him so hard. I kind of don't blame her. And then, and then, I every, mean, that's the part of the problem. I know, right? I know. But like then that's... everybody attacked the lady for coming at him, and it got real ugly. <laughs> I was oh, just goodness. like, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for the engagement. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like. Yeah, like the, that's why there's such a problem. Is I, everybody was like, "Well, I don't need it, but give it to me." And I, that's all that lady was trying to say. And I don't, e- I don't even mind someone being like, "Well, one day, or what if I gain weight, or what if I have a growth spurt at 58, right?" <laughs> but still, I get that they're like that. You might be like, "Well, I want one. If there's a replacement, maybe eventually it will wear down, right? At at a lower body weight, mm-hmm. and so." It just takes longer. Okay, but maybe let the people that are taller and heavier get it first, and then when it slows down, circle back around and ask for your seat post. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. I mean, we've talked about this before, but I wish that the powers that be in the government piece of this, the CPSC, yeah. whoever they are, I wish they had let Peloton say that from the beginning. Because and I was, know they're the holdup. I know they are. All you got to do is look at Canada. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's handled differently in Canada and not radically differently in Canada. But in Canada, they were allowed to say, if you're over a certain height and weight, this is more likely to affect you. So we're going to try and prioritize those people. We're here. They you know, for whatever reason, they didn't let them. Oh, we know the reason. <laughs> we didn't let them do that or they didn't let them do that. So uh, so anyway, glad to see that that is getting to people more quickly or. Yes. Agreed. All for one dates have been announced. Yeah, it keeps getting later and later. You know, for those of you who joined Peloton fairly recently, you may not know, but this originated over Fourth of July. Yeah, and all of the instructors took place in the same classes, and then we got so many instructors, and then of course COVID happened, and that became impossible. So then it started taking place in August this year, September. <laughs> I think it's like like Easter. Or Passover. It just it's, moves around. It's based on the calendar. It's based on like the moon cycles or Ramadan. I want to get all the big ones in there, okay. you know. But uh, it's it's yeah, it's based on the moon cycle, so it's constantly shifting. Well, if all you for one fell later this year. <laughs> well, if you haven't heard the specific dates, it is September seventh through ninth. There will be thirty two different artists. 56 instructors, all of the instructors, and it will be over three days. So you will be able to do multiple classes and build your own festival at home. 
So in a clip out exclusive last week, we found out that PSNY and later PSN London. PSL is what PSL, they call it. PSL, okay. Uh, permanent seat license like the NFL um, <sighs> has added a photo booth. Yes, they have. So it's super fun. You get to go in and you get to choose what kind of background you have. You get to choose what kind of words you have. You can you can take one picture per person slash couple slash group, as many people as you can fit in there. Right. And then they'll either print it off. Well, they'll print it off and give it to you or they'll email it to you. And uh, right now, people are, are really excited about it. So the, the thing is, is that London is getting theirs this week. But remember... London is closed from August 7th through September 22nd. They're getting an entire refresh. Ah. And uh, so we can't help but wonder what else is going to happen over at Peloton. Do you think maybe they're doing new fancy stuff I do. in London that they're also kind of retrofitting well, into PSNY? We're going to talk about it in a minute that, that PSNY is going to be closed over Labor Day and it's closed for an entire week uh, so I my mind is just kind of like wondering what all of the things that are going to happen because they're not just closed for the weekend of Labor Day. They right. are closed August 31st all the way through, um, I so believe, the 7th. I think they're closed for Labor Day weekend. This is my prevailing theory that they're closed for Labor Day weekend because they know you'll be in New York. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> this girl no way we do not have one woman in our studio no i i sadly i i have been saying for a while now i had a feeling this was going to happen they typically have closed on labor day in the past haven't they no people have taken classes over labor day but i just had this feeling you know there were people i had reached out to to ask questions and nobody was answering them and (laughs) it just felt like we're not going to be open, but we can't tell you that yet. Like, that was just the vibe they, I was getting. They can't tell you because you tell everyone. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Which is fair. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of had this feeling. So, I, I, you know, this whole weekend needs to be about Brian anyway. We'll be visiting him his yes. first week in college. And so that's okay. Like, as I'll... I love New York. It's not like I won't have fun there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, ultimately, it's probably for the best. Because I would have felt like pulled in two different directions. Yeah, that we don't have to contend with it. Like, we would have definitely done our best to, to get you there. But now it's like, it's not even an option so we can focus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I do want to point out that when I was told about this, I was told that it is closed for studio maintenance and the holiday. So summer maintenance lining up with the maintenance that's taking place in the UK. I just think we might see some little cool things that are going to pop up like the like the photo studio. Who knows what else is going to be there? I don't know. Well, maybe what you'll see is Malin and Getz hygiene products. That's my theory well, as to what's happening. They're already the, there. What? <laughs> I I how you did I get that right? Time I am the Peloton. I got a button that says it. I also have a button that says parsnips. <laughs> so I, is that what is that? Is that a thing? It, like is that exciting? Is it is. Is that a big deal? Well, it's okay. So it's kind of like it's sort of a big deal for people who go to the studio and like you go in, you use the shower, and you're like, oh my god, it's like going to a hotel, right? And you're like, this shampoo is amazing. This or, is a fancy brand. Yeah, it sounds like a law firm. It's really expensive. Like I just got served paperwork from the off. The, well, I mean, it's about the same for an hour's worth of use. So <laughs> I just got served by Malin and Getz. 
<laughs> I had a process server show up in my door and just pour conditioner in my hand. And I'm kidding. I don't know how much this costs. So it's, I'm not saying for reals that it's $400 for that package, but but I know it's not cheap. And this is like exciting if you really enjoy the products that you use while you're there. Now you can take them home. That's why it's exciting. So it's another way you can like take the Peloton Studio experience home with you. Oh, like when we go to Disney World and steal the Mickey soap. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just like that. Every every day I would like hide a, the new bar of soap that they brought us so they'd have to give us another one. I think they were onto me, which is probably why they don't do that anymore. <laughs> you now they just are have, solely responsible just, for all the Mickey soap being now they, gone. Now they just have body wash. Yeah, now they just have the entire thing like a jug, a it, jug on the wall. And you just you just squirt now. Yes. <laughs> the body wash. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. People say I'm the one with the I know what you were thinking. I, I could feel a joke a brewing. I wasn't thinking anything. Oh, whatever. I was just over here minding my own oh, business. And all of a sudden, you're Red Fox over there. <laughs> Which is a good time to talk about explicit ratings. I wonder how people would rate us, explicit or not. All I know is I'm the one who gets the bad rap. And so far this episode, you've made a squirting joke and dropped an F-bomb. <laughs> but somehow I'm the problem here. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it from watching you. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> Anywho, they're like, can we go back to the episodes where you rush through things? We're missing those ever so right now. <laughs> So there's a new update. Yes. And you can, uh, if you think there's too many naughties in a class, you can hit a naughty button. Well, actually. You hit it, it giggles. It's more involved than that because you always, like, you can not only rate it, but now they have, like, versions of rating. So, right. So it's, like, too explicit, mm -hmm. just right explicit, not explicit at all. And here's the fun part. If you, if you rate enough classes, they will tell you. Tipper Gore's leaderboard name. <laughs> My first Red Fox and now Tipper Gore. My comedic references are as timely as today's headlines. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't think this is rolled out to everybody yet. I think this was another, like, this is rolling out slowly. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's out there now. I'm glad it is. I mean, I know I don't use any of this stuff. I hate radio edits. Well, and I know sometimes it's the instructors that are cussing and yeah. not and not the music, but I think it's pr you're rating both ultimately, right? By how many of uh, how many swears yeah, you are. But I think the the tricky part is going to be that some people like it's there's there's a lot of people that responded when I posted this mm -hmm. to is there a uh, not explicit like I want it to be more explicit, not explicit enough. Yeah, and and there isn't, FYI. But I think there are there's just always going to be a gap. Of yeah. people that care and people that don't. For sure. Because, like, you can drop as many F-bombs as you want in a class. It doesn't bother me. Right. So. I, I think also this is nice because I feel like there's a shifting parameter of what's considered explicit, right? Like, like 15 years ago, I think, like, like was a dirty word. And it's still, like, borderline. But I think people, if they hear, like, I saw a podcast today that actually used the phrase bat in their show notes and it it's a major podcast like almost not npr but npr style podcast it was called 99 invisible which is a great show uh especially for nerds 
and uh but like i was just surprised that i'm like that they just dropped the phrase bash crazy in their show notes like it like it was no big deal and i feel like 10 years ago someone would have redlined i have no doubt when you make me go back and watch old tv shows we see that all the time absolutely it's also amazing sometimes what He's wasn't okay. wasn't <laughs> offensive then, and now we're like, what are they saying? Mm, that yeah. episode of Mary Tyler Moore this that morning. That was a rough one wow. this morning, Whoa. a real rough one. Whoa. So, but so this is also a good way to kind of crowdsource that instead of it, it takes the onus off of Peloton of deciding what's explicit, right? Which I think is the real reason, I, right? Yeah, totally. And crowdsource it, and then collectively, if someone doesn't like it, like, well, the majority voted, and you know, if you don't like it, that's what storming the Capitol is for. Peloton's new rowing metric graphic that we discussed has officially rowed out. <laughs> it has. To everybody. It's so I'm trying pretty. to make a pun, but instead it sounds like I have a speech impediment, <laughs> which I used to have. That's so, true. Yeah. Uh, well, I love the new row metric. I love that you can, it's beautiful to look at, but I love that you are able to see like, should I be working harder? Should I be working? Like, do I need to move up to the next level? Yeah. Or maybe I just need to spend some time here and get better at it. So uh, it is officially out there, though. Try it out and let us know what you think. John Lewis and Partners, which is a department store, not a loss firm, currently locked in battle with Malin and Getz. <laughs> um and for our American listeners, this is a this is a big department store over in the UK. It is. We talked. Uh, I think it was last year, maybe was the year last before. year, maybe the year it's before. It's been a while. About their Christmas commercials, they're kind of notorious for having these amazing Christmas commercials, and some of them anymore are more social media based, and they can be five or six minutes long, but they're just amazing. They're like little short films that tug at the heartstrings, but. Uh, but also they have a partnership with Peloton, which we talked about a couple of years right. ago. And so they have started adding Peloton equipment to their website. Yeah. So very much like Amazon or Dick Sporting Goods, yeah. now you can go to the website and you can say, yes, I would like a bike. I would like a bike plus and a tread, by the way, is on there as well. I just thought that that was really interesting. It feels like it's smart for, mm-hmm. for John Lewis to do. But I think that uh, we will continue to see this growth of Peloton using stores, for lack of a better phrase, to do their distribution for them. Well, especially it probably I would think that this means they're probably in the stores, too. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what we talked about a couple years okay. ago. They had like a thing kind of like Tonal does With where it's pop-ups. like mm-hmm, it was yeah. a pop up. And that's that's how it started the conversation uh, the last time we talked about them. So we haven't really chatted about them lately, but that was where the partnership started. And so this is just adding on to that. And now for our Australian listeners. Yeah. Uh, don't forget Peloton's going to be coming to City to Surf. Yeah. And they posted on their website everything you need to know about Peloton coming to the down under. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of details here. So you're going to find out, first of all, everybody that's going to the race gets a, pe- a special Peloton singlet, which shirt for you, Tom. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like a sniglet, like Rich no, Hall? No, And then they tell you like exactly where Peloton is going to be located, where to meet up, where to find Tune Day, when that's going to happen, because she will be there and you will get to meet her. So that is super, super cool. Uh, this is a huge event in Australia. So I think it's really cool that Peloton is going to be part of it. Absolutely. And coming up after this, we're going to talk to Dr. Jen. She's going to answer a question about how to stop focusing on numbers and metrics and things that make you feel bad, even when you're still making progress. 
If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these i just had toast which you love because you have toast almost every day i do it was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that i've ever had and if you're doing the math it's zero to one grams of net carbs zero gram sugar and high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? <laughs> well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Getting this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen, or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen, or her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hi. All right. So I have a question. I believe this was meant as a joke. Let me just say that first. But but here's the reason I'm including this. I think people really do struggle with this. Um, This one was from uh, one of our our listeners and friends, uh, Gordon Walker. And he said that the dang hotel bike is a full zone harder than his bike at home. (laughs) Power zone struggle. And so, yeah, he's joking. Uh, But the thing is, is that that is something all of the original bikes, as you know, they're all different. Like you could you could be on two different bikes and have two completely different experiences, but it still drives people nuts. What are your thoughts on that? And and the same thing with the treadmill. Yes. Yes. You know, I've got the original treadmill and then I have the mini tread and I've got the 
Peloton bike and I've got the bike plus. So like, I, and I they're get, all different, right? They're yeah, all different. Yeah. I mean, I, I find I, I actually have more PRs on the mini tread than the big tread, even though I like the big tread better because I like the big screen and to have more room. So I, I get this. And I, and I think that what you really have to do is make peace with the whole PR situation. And, you know, anytime you get too focused on the numbers, whether it is the numbers on the scale, the numbers on the Peloton, the, the you know, the mileage numbers, the step number, I think it's good to be aware of certain numbers because, you know, look, the 10,000 steps supposed to be good for heart health. I'll give you that one. But I think that when you do a 30 minute run, like whether you're on one tread or the other, like you just got to give yourself credit for doing the run. Yeah. And I think that we get too caught up, especially us type A's. And I think there are a lot of us Peloton type A's. We get too caught up in the outcome and the numbers and beating the record and all that sort of stuff. And I think that there's a lot to be said for being focused more on the process than the outcome. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to give yourself credit when you don't feel like it doesn't look like you did your best, even though you you did your best that day. Yeah, no, look, I, I, I get it. And I also think that there are times in your life where it's even more important. Like, for example, my mom just passed away. Right. And when I like when I am on my tread right now, I feel like I have sandbags attached to my ankles. Like everything is just a little bit harder. Grief does that. And so I'm just give myself credit, like just be there. And I know at the end, I'm going to feel really glad I did it. And I have moments where I'm enjoying it, but it's a lot harder. It takes a lot more energy. And I think that it's important to give yourself that leeway, whether you're going through something in your life that kind of makes your numbers a little off or you're on a different tread or a different bike or whatever it is. But I think that you got to give yourself credit for exercising and moving because ultimately that's what makes us live much longer. And that's really ultimately the end goal, I think, for all of us. That's the PR. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well said. And really, I, I feel like the ones you struggle through sometimes are the most important ones because it'd be so easy to not be doing it at all at that point. And so yeah. like the fact that you struggled through it, at least this is what I tell myself because I <laughs> yeah, struggle exactly. a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but, but it's very true. It's yeah. very true. Like I had a, a run and I've talked about it before in the show that was a 45 minute hills run. This was probably three years ago, it's a Maddie Hills run. And I was like, before I did that run, I thought I could never do a 45 minute Hills run. There's no way, cause Hills are are really tough on, for me. They're hilly. They're tough on my back. <laughs> yeah, they're tough on my back, yes. <laughs> and, and also they're just really mentally challenging for me. And after I did that, I had this feel of like, oh, I conquered that. Like if I did that, I could do anything. I could, I could do this other thing that I thought I couldn't do. And they really kind of opened doors for me. You could do 21 miles at Big Sur, where two of those miles are a hill. <laughs> Straight up the hill with 30 mile an hour winds coming at me and you. Been to hill and back. <laughs> the windiest marathon 
Big Sur has ever seen. Yeah, that yeah. was insanity. Yeah, I was like, I have to. I I feel like I need to step in and and back you guys up. That like you're not just like that hill that's was not hyperbole. No, the hill is crazy, and the wind was crazy that day. Yeah, it was difficult to drive. Yeah, well. Yeah, try being like not three thousand pounds. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm trying, honey. You don't gotta call me in. But it was like so much fun. Like that was the weird thing. Like it was so much fun. It's fun now that it's in your rear view mirror. Okay, those, I... those last couple of miles were not fun. <laughs> the last couple of miles were a lot less fun, and also the blisters on your feet. Yeah, like, yeah. That was... Just thinking about the pictures of that. Like I'm having flashbacks right now. I just remember being like, oh. That one popped. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I remember you saying that and going, oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah. but, and it wasn't like a little blizzard. It was like the entire pad. Yeah. It was like this It was like, oh when my God. When she first showed it to me, I was like, I don't see it because it was just her my foot. foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was not. It was not. Yeah. But it, look, it's one of those things that like you go, I could do that. I can do anything. Yes, absolutely. Really. It is very empowering. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all of that. Until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on social media at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. And they can see our 21 mile run at Big Sur on my social media. I had a whole little montage <laughs> video of our experience. I'm very proud of. As you should and you should. also I do post my workouts on my stories. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Instructors in the news. Robin Arzan had her baby and it's a boy. It's a boy. Atlas Sage. Yes. Born on July 18th. I don't know. Something like that. I wasn't there. It was only a couple days after Just King's second baby. So Ah. we are looking forward to seeing how the, the babies play together. I'm sure we'll get lots of pictures of that. And of course, Robin was covered as an exclusive in People. By the way, yeah. I just want to remind you that we had Mitch Slater on the podcast a couple months ago. Uh, well, his daughter wrote this article. How about that? Yeah. Very spiffy. Yeah, I thought that was so cool. That's super cool. He emailed it to me to make sure I saw it. I thought that was super cute. Too. <laughs> that, Her name awesome. is Georgia Slater. So. That's really neat. I love seeing these little connections with people. Yeah. I saw somebody on the OPP. Can I relay a cesspool story? Oh, yeah. Uh, So many. Like, all just like, I'm so glad she's a fan of Ayn Rand because she named the kid Atlas. Are you serious? And I was like, you know, Atlas is a (sighs) Greek god, right? You know, Ayn Rand didn't invent the name Atlas, and it's actually a reference to something else. And since her daughter is named Athena... I'm going to go out on a limb and say she's going with a Greek god theme, not with a right-wing ideologue theme. But I could be mistaken. I'm going to go with you. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Eric Yeager and Hannah Frankson are heading to PSNY. This is so exciting. By the time you will have heard this, booking will have already opened and probably be completely gone. But it opens up uh, on Thursday at noon Eastern. You can book four classes Uh, There's going to be two for Eric. He's going to be doing a 20-minute glutes and legs plus an intermittent core. So it's like a 30-minute class altogether that you get to spend with Eric. Then a 30-minute EDM run with Hannah. And then there's also a 30-minute dance music ride with Eric. And then a 20-minute 90s ride and a 20-minute 2000s ride with Hannah Frankson. And all. And then the uh, even though Eric typically teaches in German, he will be teaching these classes in 
English. So if he can't be there in person, at least we can all enjoy his classes in English while he is over stateside. Matt Wilpers competed in a half Ironman and not only completed it, but got a PR. That's so cool. Absolutely. You know, I, I just, I, I, my mind boggles at the fact that his half marathon pace, half marathon pace after he had swam. Right. And biked. Yes. Then he ran 13 miles at six minutes and 30 seconds per mile. That's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that is, that is some fitness there, folks. Absolutely. Well, well done. Yes, absolutely. Congrats, Matt. So uh, sad news from the world of acting uh, that Kendall Tool responded to, but uh, an actor by the name of Angus Cloud, and you might know him as Fez on HBO Max's Euphoria, uh, really was a breakout character on that show, but he has passed away. And they've been a little withholding on information, which is something the media has done more lately when they think that it. They're worried sometimes when when mental health is potentially involved that it can create copycats and stuff. So I feel like the media's gotten a lot better about not just blasting out that sort of information in a way that they used to, which is ultimately for the best. But uh, but Kendall was talking about uh, mental health and stuff in relation to to this actor because he had openly struggled with it in the past. Yeah, yeah, he had struggled with depression mental health issues in general and addiction. And all of that was very like he'd been very public about all of yeah. those things. And but he was my favorite character on that show. It he, is just heartbreaking. He was great on that show. And uh, we've talked about, I think, Euphoria on the show before. That is just nightmare fuel for parents. And he was like the bright spot. <laughs> yeah. And I know he shouldn't be because his character's still like. But there was something about and the, and it sounds like they just well, from what we read, they discovered him walking down the street and they were like, you would be perfect for this character, that it wasn't a far cry from from his own personality, like not the criminal aspect of it, but just. Uh, like I think the stuff that people responded to with even though he was a criminal, there was still this inner sweetness of a guy trying to do the right thing in a really dark world. Yep. And and uh, and it's it's a shame. It is a shame I and mean, very, very tragic. Uh, Twenty five years old and our hearts just go out to his family. So sad. People magazine talked to Ben Aldis and uh, not Georgia Slater, <laughs> the, Marissa yes. Charles, although I understand Mitch Slater is in the process of adopting her. <laughs> so. He's, his goal is to be the father of the entirety of the People magazine writing staff. So I don't think that's so we goal. wish you the best of luck, Mitch. But I guess he is alluding to the fact that Ben Aldis is alluding ben Aldis, to the fact that is is uh, planning to to be married by the end of next year. Yeah, they just celebrated their two year anniversary of their engagement. Obviously, a lot of shit went down since For they got sure. engaged. And so that's been on hold. But it's it's going to be happening. So yes. that is something that the Peloton community, I'm sure we will be there for every detail, watching every move they make. And as much <laughs> as Ben Aldis has been in People magazine lately, you got to think they've already sold the wedding exclusive. I would think People that. Max. <laughs> yeah. So we probably as listeners won't really know very much about it till about a week later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Amato has a new outlook, literally, <laughs> because uh, she posted on the gram all about her LASIK surgery that she was very, very excited to have received. Yeah, apparently she had been uh, putting this off. She she 
really didn't want to do it. She was scared to death to do it. And it would be weird to have somebody doing stuff to your eyes like that. Like I, you know, I've read horror stories and I know that that's what they are. They're horror stories are very rare occurrences, but things do happen. But just to have people in there mucking around with your eyeball is like, that would be weird. It, it would. It would. It absolutely would. But the whole thing took seven and a half minutes and she couldn't believe it that she woke up and could see completely clearly. I mean, we've been hearing this story, you know, about LASIK for years oh, now. Oh, sure. I've known so many people. I mean, people 25 years ago that got LASIK that were just like uh, uh, stunned by it. So I'm sure it's it's only gotten better. Well, congrats to her for getting it done and being brave. Tunde announced uh, today, the recording, the day of that we're recording this, that she is going to start teaching hit cardio. Yes, yes, she tried to tease it, and uh, people, people didn't get it. Uh, people did not get it, <laughs> and uh, so she was like, first of all, I'm not going to be teaching on the tread. Let it go." Like she's she's real <laughs> real tired of that being everybody's uh, answer. That's funny. And uh, also, she was like, only two people guessed it, and so she's feeling like people are not excited about the hit cardio. So just <laughs> pretend to be excited for Tune Day. That's excited, what she said. Damn it. So we are excited for you, Tune Day. Congrats on that hit cardio. <laughs> Chelsea Jackson Roberts was talking about yoga and mental health as part of Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah, she was. She was interviewed uh, in a magazine and they talked to her about this. And, um, you know, we've had we've had Chelsea on the show before. So mm-hmm. you might remember, Tom, that when we talked to her, she had talked about her background was was from bringing people who were in like really tough situations into yoga and how that could heal them and help them with their mental health. And so uh, she also has an amazing foundation and organization that she uh, belongs to and founded. That was part of her I believe her dissertation uh, when she was doing her doctoral degree and it kind of started there and then grew into the foundation. And uh, it's it's something she feels very strongly about. So I'm glad that she got to share that. And I hope that uh, it raises awareness for the foundation and continues raising money for them. We have a couple uh, instructors celebrating Peloton anniversaries. Bex Gentry is celebrating five years at the Peloton. She is. I I can't believe it's been five years already. I know. It really feels like yesterday. And also Marcel Maurer is celebrating two years at Peloton. Yeah. It's so crazy. I mean, two years. It feels like, again, a blink of an eye since the German instructors started. <laughs> and there are so many more Peloton instructors than there used to be that... Honestly, we probably only need about four or five more and Hallmark will start making a card that you can get for a Peloton instructor. <laughs> like it's that's about they're about at that tipping point where they're like, I guess there's a big enough market for this. Now. <laughs> and coming up after this, we're going to talk to Angelo. He has uh, advice for someone who feels like they've been out eating their exercise. So stick around. Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube from MetPro, it's Angelo here to answer your fitness and nutrition questions. Hello. Hi. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Well, we're glad you're here. Courtney Marissa, uh, she is looking for some help. She says that she's been working out consistently for over two years. She's done cycling, strength, yoga, bar, but no weight loss. She knows she's stronger and she's very toned, but it's kind of frustrating. She eats pretty well. But she has an occasional sweet tooth. How do what what do we do? I, <laughs> what do we do for Courtney? <laughs> we can help with that. We can help with that. So you you just Courtney, you just described basically the 
the majority of people that reach out to us because that that's the the scenario is they're doing most everything right maybe not perfect but they're doing all the right things and simply put here is why you're staying the same weight here's the technical reason your metabolism is acclimated to your current activity and you are in homeostasis so despite any nonsense where the treadmill says you just burned 600 calories, despite any height weight activity charts that say if you eat this many calories, you shouldn't be learning that losing this much weight, your body has done what it's supposed to do and is keeping you alive by acclimating your metabolic rate within a margin to keep you in maintenance. And what has to happen is leverage needs to be applied to what you're doing. So there are, this is what at MetPro, what we have discovered is there is a finite amount of levers, therefore enabling it to become a mathematical process. It's not as simple as two levers. It is, we are biological creatures, much more complex than that, which is why people study and, and train their entire life to master this craft of manipulating body and body composition. But it is not infinite. So here's a abbreviated tour of someone in your circumstances, what myself or one of our coaches would be taking you through to break you through that homeostasis or that plateau. We would be looking at total hours spent in exercise over the course of a week. Can we increase activity or at, are you at a reasonable threshold? If the answer is we can increase without being a drain on time or your ability to recover, then we can increase marginally. It sounds like there's not a lot there, Courtney, because you're already exercising. Now, can we optimize the type of exercise you're doing? A lot of times it's not a matter of someone doing anything right or wrong per se. It's simply a matter of not specializing enough to move the dial if weight loss is desired. So we would evaluate of, okay, let's say you're exercising a total of nine hours over the course of one week. Can we allocate that time in such a way that you get a bigger metabolic return on your investment of those whatever amount of hours it is? We can, we're going to optimize that. Now we're going to look at your food and your intake. We would baseline test to see what your average daily caloric rate is what your intake is, and we also want to look at the calories that are coming in that are most easy for your body to convert into energy and into body fat, which is your carbohydrates. Once we know that, we would answer a simple question. Do we have room to decrease your caloric intake or decrease your carbohydrate intake without taking you too low or to an unsustainable or to a point where your body and your energy would, be, would decrease? If the answer is yes, we have room, then we would build a structurally sound approach to doing that where you're not going to feel hungry all the time. And that's by picking the right foods, having you eat throughout the day, eating enough protein, pairing the right carbs, proteins, timing your fat appropriately to optimize. But there has to be a change. If we go through every one of the levers, and I didn't list them all, but if we go through every one of the levers and what we find is either everything has already been optimized or there's simply not a big margin of anything that can be changed, then we will recondition your metabolism to burn more calories. 
That's a matter of eating more meals throughout the day, eating earlier in the day, eating smaller but more often, thus the more meals, having you break your exercise up to maximize the amount of times throughout a seven-day period you get a metabolic spike, and systematically conditioning your body to get used to just a little bit more calories, a little bit more carbs, a little more calories without gaining body weight. Once your body is acclimated to that, which does not take as long as you'd think, it's not months and months, it's, it's weeks, then you would have the ability to cut, change, adapt, switch something that will trigger more weight loss, Courtney. So it is doable. The key is it's not a magic number. It's a matter of contrast. And if you can create enough contrast in your diet and training, you can lose more weight. If that's your goal. Absolutely. Yeah. Seen it happen a million times. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> it is fat. I, I still am, I am stunned for when, like my first day sitting down with all, all the food. Yeah. And it certainly felt like all. Like every piece food. of food ever. Yeah. <laughs> Just being like, well, this can't be right. How am I supposed to lose weight when I'm eating seven eggs? Like that's. <laughs> I'm not going to make you eat seven eggs, Tom. It's weird. Yes, I am weird. I yeah, put a very big asterisk on that. But but it was so much food. So, so much food. So, yeah, it's, it's counterintuitive, or at least to my intuitive. But... Uh, but it'll get you there. It will. So, yeah. So uh, if and if people would like this tailor-made for them, where can they find you? Metpro.co slash TCO. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Checking out the competition. Interesting news from the world of Nike, which is they are launching a fitness app. They are. Um, and so when we wrote this article, for some reason, people missed the part where it was an app. Like people are only reading the part where it's like a boutique fitness studio. Yeah. And it's like they are opening studios. That but is happening. There is an app to go along with it. Yeah. And so. it's directed for people to be able to work out at home. Right. Um, and so we can't help but wonder if they are trying to be a direct competitor of Peloton. And hey, they have the money to back it up, you know, just like Apple does. Right. And the difference between like Apple. Apple and Nike is that Apple doesn't seem to want to do studios or equipment, things like that. Nike, they definitely are going down the studio path. Will there be equipment? I don't know. Also, people seem to think the the feedback I got from this article was, well, it doesn't really matter because there's no bikes. But I don't know that that's true because Peloton is very, very heavily, they feel very strongly about their strength game. They're trying to be the biggest there. And let's not forget the running. Uh, that's a huge part of Peloton now. Absolutely. And Peloton's pushing their app. And if they have a competing app, it doesn't matter if there's a bike on it or not because Peloton is more than a bike. And also, just because it's app only doesn't mean that they won't insert their own bike classes. So it's not just about equipment sales for Peloton anymore. And I guess you also then have to ask yourself the next question. If this starts to gain traction, does that start to then encroach on any instructors who have sponsorship deals with Nike? Yeah. And I just don't know the answer to that. Yeah. yeah. Like that's going to get that. That could get very sticky if they start to feel like this new app is a true competitor. They're not going to want their instructors wearing Nike logos. 
I don't know. I mean, you think you you wouldn't on the one hand. On the other hand, you know, there was all the brouhaha between Peloton and Lulu and they've kind of they seem to have made up at this point. So I they haven't really worked together again, though, have they? I mean, they've been suing the crap out of each other. And I think that that, that's all done. And I don't know. I I have a feeling it's not going to be long till we see something with Lulu. Probably not. That wouldn't surprise me. But also don't forget that that Lulu women is trying desperately to unload the mirror. Also true. Um, you know, you get one free with every purchase now. I think that's what they're speaking doing. Of, <laughs> speaking of uh, competitors, they are also, they have gone mirrorless. Now you can do all of the app stuff without a mirror. Yeah. Now you can just use their app without a mirror. I just thought that was fascinating. I didn't realize that that's funny. That's, but, that's new as far as I'm concerned. But, but it definitely seems like mirror is not a true competitor and it's and the company like I meant, I meant from a, an apparel standpoint, oh, gotcha. that's where they were the competitor sure. with Peloton. That's true. And while we're talking about that, we should also talk about the fact that Nautilus is doing a rebrand for Bowflex. Yeah, they're doing a completely new rebrand, and it kind of seems to be a similar thing where they're doing an app and they're trying to kind of be that 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 brand for everyone to meet them wherever they are. Yeah, it's funny that the picture is someone on a bike. Is that a Bowflex bike or is that just stock art? I truly do not know. Because I was like, Bowflex has bikes. They do I, though. They oh. do. I always thought of Bowflex as the big giant, like weird octopus arms no. standing up in the air. Because so. remember, it's made. It's not. It's Nautilus is the name, like the big brand, but then they right. own all the things, yeah. and so Bowflex has a whole bunch of different things. Gotcha. Peloton celebrity sightings. The Associated Press uh, did a feature on First Lady Jill Biden this week. And she talked about her love of Peloton. Not that she's writing one here, just to be clear. She is not. But <laughs> she did say that she was doing classes all the time and it helps helps keep her fit. I knew that Joe Biden was a Peloton writer, but I did not know that Jill was as well. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. This bike looks like the same bike Kermit the Frog rode in the original Muppet movie. It does. And I also hate that they use this picture of her because like her posture is not great in this picture. Yeah. Like, she looks like she's going to fall. She does. This looks a little unsteady. Which, sand is not the easiest thing to ride on. I wouldn't think. I was like, riding a bike on the beach, that seems like that would be difficult. If it's real packed, it's not bad. Right. You never know when you're going to reach an unpacked part. Peloton Artist Collaboration. We have new lane break classes, and they are part of the Motley Crew Artist Series. I am so looking forward to this. A 15-minute warm-up level and a 30-minute level featuring the best from the most notorious rock band in the world. Ah, 45 Led minutes. Zeppelin? <laughs> no. No. Notorious. That's... Not. Yeah, Led yeah. Zeppelin. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, these kids today, yeah. they don't listen to the Zeppelin. They don't. I hate Led Zeppelin. Oh, that's a shame. I'm sorry. That's okay. because They're they were... right up there with like... Who's the 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 Grateful Dead? Oh, uh, the Grateful Dead are the worst. Ugh. That is, I do not get the appeal of the Grateful Dead in any. There are lots of bands that I don't like, but I get the appeal of Grateful Dead. I don't get on any level. Well, I love the Motley Crew, and yes. I am looking forward to this because I love the instructors, and that is so fun. But just to have like. A class, no distraction, just the music. And Love it. Molly Crew would be perfect for something yeah. like Lane Break. Yeah. Like that. It, absolutely. Lots perfect. of changes in, in the yeah, music. Yeah. Sure. It's awesome. I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. New content. Barbie Mania has taken over the Pelloverse. It's taken over just the verse. It has. Everybody's excited about the Barbie except certain specific men who mm. have an issue. And uh 
Mm, whatever. Yeah. Well, the movie was great. The movie was great. I don't care what anybody says. This movie was amazing. It is my favorite movie of the year thus far. Not Oppenheimer. Whatever. Oppenheimer is a good movie. There is nothing wrong with Oppenheimer, but it's it is different cinematic. It experience. is very different. Yes. But you're going to hear all the Oscar buzz about Oppenheimer. But this movie is the one that deserves all of the awards. All of them. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway, there are some wonderful classes. Uh, I actually, I'm not a huge bike fan lately. I've been all about the running, and yeah. I took Olivia's Barbie class, and it was phenomenal. Like, the music, the energy, it was like a fun class. It wasn't over-the-top hard where you felt like you wanted to shoot yourself when you were done. Uh, she kept it a little calmer for, for folks like me great class. I haven't taken the other Barbie classes, but there's tons of them and they've all got great soundtracks. We have new foam rolling classes that have dropped for people or I guess class singular. Well, no, it's three of them. Oh. Uh, like it's supposed to be foam rolling class drops. Like, Oh, like class drops, not a foam rolling class drops. Correct. Okay. There were three classes that dropped, and the the most exciting part of this is that Rebecca Kennedy has joined the foam rolling lineup. So she will be teaching foam rolling classes as well. We we really love Hannah's classes, and I will continue to take those. But it's great to see that Rebecca has joined because maybe that means we're going to see more of these foam rolling classes, and they are fabulous. Everybody should be foam rolling or using a Theragun, etc. You're doing a lot of classes. You need to stretch those muscles out. This is very important. Do you know why Rebecca Kennedy started teaching these classes? Why? Because she had FOMO. Oh. <sighs> You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You're welcome. People love the Jen Sherman epic sing-along rides, and it is back. It is. There's going to be one 30-minute this Friday. So the day this airs, it will be happening live. Uh, it happens at noon Eastern on Friday, 8-4. You know, all the usual complaints. It's not 60 minutes. It's not happening on a weekend. I got to work. I know all that, people. I hear you. I really do. I'm looking forward to the complaint when people complain about the singing on the sing-along ride. Oh, they did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. <laughs> we got that, too. I also don't like that there's bikes on these bike rides. Yeah. I love her sing-alongs, one of my favorite, favorite classes. So even What's if I don't... all the running in the tread classes lately? <laughs> I don't understand. You belong in the OPP, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it for three minutes today. See what happened? Yeah. It's like COVID. <laughs> new Peloton gym classes have been added. Yeah, four new workouts, uh, four different instructors. So you are going to be able to take some more classes at the gym. Those are really going over well. People love them. If you like your longer rides, you are in for a treat. Christine D'Ercole has a new 90-minute ride, and it's Power Zone. Yeah, people love the Power Zone. So it's uh, for the true gluttons for punishment. It is. Uh, there's only This is only the second one that's in the library right now. There were old ones. They all got purged. So if you like your longer rides, go take it. Show Peloton. You want more of these. They want data. Myla Lazar has a 60-minute dance music ride, so some longer classes creeping in here. There are, yeah. We talked last week about Tobias had the 75-minute, uh, Matt Wilpers had a 75-minute power zone, and now we're seeing a 60-minute dance music ride. We usually do not see these longer rides when they're themed. So again, everyone, take the class. Show Peloton you want these longer classes. It's awesome. 
We also have two new split training programs for people to check out. Well, we don't, but Peloton does. Peloton does, yes. Uh, ben has a three-day intermediate and Jermaine has a five-day split. So um, there is a whole article over in the clip out that breaks out the differences between those two and when you might want to use them. But the idea is you t- their, their class is set out for a week and you repeat them over and over again. And as you do that four to six weeks later, you can then see the progress you've made. And learn to do the splits. Right. Yes. 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 That is the takeaway. Absolutely. Also, we have a German summer break series that began on July 31st. So yeah. It's currently it, occurring. It is currently occurring. And uh, this... This is something they did last year as well. Um, all the classes will be in German, and it's just kind of to celebrate the summer series. Uh, and even though the the studio is going to be closed on 8-7, this will wrap up just before that. So we have all of those classes. And you can take a virtual tour of Germany's vacation destinations while be, you take the class. That's kind of interesting, actually, to see where, you know, where... We know we're Americans vacation, right? We tend to go to, like, Mexico or the Caribbean. So it'd be interesting. It's always fun to see where other people vacation. It's one of the famous favorite aspects of Locked Up Abroad. <laughs> you always find out where people in Europe like to vacation. Are you going to go to take these classes then? No, absolutely okay. not. I just thought I'd ask. For our British listeners, we should explain. Over here, they call it Locked Up Abroad, but we know over there they call it Banged Up Abroad. Banged Up Abroad, which over here is actually a porn series. In case you missed it. And we have our TCO Weekly Top 5 for people. We sure do. First up, we have the 30-minute hit row with Alex K. from 626. Uh, This one is power-packed hit. So it's lots and lots of interval training. And Kathleen Arthur loved it. Got into the red zone on the row. Then we have a night out with the crew. So the 30-minute Motley Crew ride with Sam Yo on 727. I loved his class. Nikki is the one that told me about this class. Then I took it. Absolutely loved it. I heard him play Live Wire, which is my favorite Motley Crue song. So I approve of this ride I'll never take. And, and the clip out in general loved this. We had so many people suggest this one. We also have uh, the 45-minute outdoor ABBA walk with Jess King. Again, several members spoke out, up about this when the music was perfect. It had a great vibe from Jenny Davis. Nancy Nielsen said she was... Uh, that it was a fun walk to do on a Saturday morning. And then uh, we had a 10-minute core strength from 728 with Rebecca Kennedy. Uh, this is uh, one that people absolutely loved. Maria Baranito said that she takes 10 minutes to break down the proper way to perform a bicycle crunch, which is not as easy as it mm-hmm. sounds. Uh, and then number five, finally, we have the 30-minute Barbie ride with Olivia Amato. This was especially fun for the clip-out uh, writing team. Several of us jumped on together uh, to celebrate that Tina was doing her 300th ride. Um, so that was really fun to do live. But the entire class was great. Everybody loved it. And, of course, we love Brittany Allen's Barbie-inspired fit as well. Peloton Birthdays. It is August, so the birthdays are ramping back up. We've got three this week. Uh, August 5th, we have Jess Sims. Happy birthday, Jess Sims. And on August 6th, we have Alex Toussaint. Happy birthday to you, sir. And on August 8th, we have Olivia Amato. Happy birthday, Olivia. So if you see the instructors online, or I guess in real life, be sure and wish them a happy birthday on the appropriate day. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Christy Bullock, and she has a fascinating story and a little scary. She was 
internally decapitated, which uh, is something I've only heard about recently because it, it, it was a new story about a little boy who who did it and survived. Well, it happened to her and she's going to tell us all about it. You're definitely going to want to listen and it's coming up next. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Christy Bullock. Hey, Christy, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We are so glad to have you here today. I know you've had a rough road, a crazy road, and we are so appreciative that you are here to share your journey. Now, for those of you listening at home, you know that I typically start with asking people like how they got involved with Peloton, but Christy has a very, very different journey. And so we're actually going to start on the other end of things with what happened. Like, how did you get here? Well, so you actually don't know this part of the story. So I'm going to reroute that question. So I actually got started in Peloton after I got COVID. Oh, Back in 2020, I was working as a paramedic and I got COVID from a patient and I had a really bad bout with it. And I was out of work for three months. I was in the hospital for like two weeks and... I had a really long recovery from that. And so I bought Peloton to try to get some of my lung function back because it damaged my lungs so much. And so I had it for about a year before my accident. And then so we can talk about (laughs) that if you want to. But it's kind of interesting that I got into Peloton for a medical reason and then I got out of Peloton right. for a medical reason. It is. Yeah. What a journey. There. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so did you get COVID pretty? It sounds like you got it pretty early in. Yeah, you got it in 2020. Like that before was... they really had mm-hmm. treatments and things for mm-hmm. it. I got it in October of 2020. And I didn't have to go to ICU. Luckily, I, was, I wasn't on a ventilator, but I just had a lot of problems with it. Yeah. And it really took the wind out of me so to speak my stamina was just nothing I was just always short of breath after that and then so I got into Peloton thinking well I can do this in the privacy of my own house because I have a lot of social anxiety and maybe I can get some lung capacity back and so that was how I got into it so were you able to get any traction there before your accident Mm -hmm. I feel like I was I never got real intense with it i was kind of a slow (laughs) slow and easy type that counts to peloton user but i did very much enjoy i don't know how you pronounce the name tundi tundi yeah yeah tundi yes she was my favorite oh she's great we actually were lucky enough to get to interview her right after she first started at peloton and she's just a ball of energy (laughs) she's Mm -hmm. just a lovely lady yeah, we actually interviewed her like right as the pandemic was starting because oh I remember God, that's true. I was in California on a business oh, trip. That's right. And so my plane landed and I rushed here to do the interview. And she was actually 10 minutes into the interview before as I walked in the door. And I oh, remember wow. I was just starting to, And this would have been, I guess, February of 2020, because I remember like it's weird. About 30 percent of the people at the airport had masks on. That's unusual. Like it was starting it was to just to before yeah. yeah so yeah i guess it was the next mm-hmm. month that everything shut down yeah yeah that was isn't that just a weird time that was just a weird time i say to tom all the time and, and i think I, because of covid i had to wait like three months yep. from when i ordered yeah to when it was delivered it, it was quite a while 
Yeah, you would have been right in that window where those time frames were really long on the delivery. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. I feel like that whole time frame, we talk about this all the time that it's like, it feels like there's like two years missing out yeah. of our life. And I feel like, especially mm-hmm. given what you've been through, that's probably even more magnified for you. <laughs> Yeah, Tom is definitely a weird construct to me right now. (laughs) I bet. I bet. I bet. So you had the bike, you were getting over COVID, kind of getting back to what normal was for you, lung-wise and trying Mm -hmm. to exercise. And then how did things come about with the accident? So I was riding the Peloton, trying to get some lung function back. I was back at work, pretty much as back to normal as I could be. And then pretty much exactly one year from the COVID, I had a motorcycle wreck. I was on my own bike. My dad was in front of me and I wasn't a new rider. I've been riding for years. I don't really know what happened. I wasn't doing anything crazy. I just, for some reason, there was a sharp left curve and I didn't make the curve and I hit a guardrail and I was internally decapitated. I had broken multiple ribs, my back in three places. I had a really bad fracture of my leg. I had all of my internal organs pretty much were bruised or bleeding. I tore my carotid and vertebral arteries. I always forget something. There's like a list this long of all my injuries. I I always forget something. It's usually the back. I always forget that I broke my back. (laughs) And then two weeks after that, while I was still in neuro ICU, I had a complication that is like unheard of. So I'm kind of like a medical anomaly, but I had a delayed onset of hydrocephalus. So basically my brain had kind of shifted a little bit. And so your CSF fluid in your brain, it's supposed to kind of circulate, but mine had got blocked up and they didn't know. And went into respiratory arrest, blew my pupils, lost my gag reflex and was entered into their system to be an organ donor. (gasps) Because my sister, the only reason I know that, my sister works for that hospital and that's what she does. She takes care of the organ donors until they go to harvest and they had to lock her out of everything. And it's something I should not have come back from. I should not have come back from the initial accident from the hydrocephalus. Then there was the liver infection and bad pneumonia and just a whole, it was an ordeal. Yeah. Yeah. It's been October will be two years, but I feel like I'm, just now getting where life is not so difficult now. I honestly cannot even imagine that. Like when I was hit by the car, I had a concussion and I had a couple Mm -hmm. broken pieces out of my back. I had a broken collarbone, all stuff that heals really fast and easily with the exception of a concussion. But that really messed with my head literally because Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember things and Mm -hmm. I couldn't do things as easily And I felt so frustrated and lost just in the couple months that it was really bad. I can't imagine how hard that's been for you for almost two years like that. There had to have been times where you just felt so lost. I mean, I know that's how I felt. And it was such a small Mm -hmm. time frame. There's no really handbook or it's kind of like when someone passes away 
everybody surrounds the family for like the first little bit and then life goes back to normal and that family's got to figure out what their new normal is. And I think that was the part. And on my YouTube channel, I kind of talk about that some just like so that people can see, they can kind of see me processing everything because I had to learn to do everything again. I can't work anymore. So I've just kind of had to figure out everything. And my story was so crazy. We started getting people always wanting the details. So that's what started. And it was actually the APM group we talked about on Facebook that gave me the, I love that group. (laughs) And I posted in there like a little bit of my story. And I was like, am I crazy? Like, would this be interesting if I were to start a YouTube channel? Because... I feel like I have something people want to hear, but I don't know. But they kind of gave me the courage to just post that first video telling my story. And it like blew up. That's still that very first video is still, I think it's over like half a million views now. That's That's still my best video. And it was the very first one I did, but it was that the average Peloton mom group that kind of gave me the little push I needed. Yeah. (laughs) The Peloton community is really magic about that, Mm -hmm. that we all encourage each other to do things that we wouldn't necessarily have the courage to do on our own. And I'm really glad that they did get you to share that because we wouldn't be talking if somebody hadn't seen your post and connected us. So I feel like, and that's the other magic of the Peloton community. And if you don't mind, can we dig into what that internal decapitation means? Like it's sure. I don't think everybody is familiar with that term because it's pretty rare occurrence, right? Sure. So are you familiar with NASCAR at all, Dale Arnhart? I mean, I'm aware that that's what he died of. Okay. I did not know that. So what an internal decapitation is is when all the ligaments that connect your head to your spine are severed. So 70% of people die immediately. They don't even make it to the hospital. And then the rest of them usually die within the first like 24 hours from either spinal cord or they throw a blood clot. And then the ones that make it out of the hospital, the very small percentage that survive it, most of those people are quadriplegics and have all kind of spinal cord issues. And I somehow, not only did I have the injury, but mine was like an extreme, it was like four times what's supposed to be survivable. And so I survived it and I can walk and I mean, I'm not normal. I have limitations, but for the injury I had, my recovery is pretty much unheard of. Wow. Is there any sort of ideas to why? Is it just a fluke? Did you get a really good surgeon? Like what happened? Well, my neurosurgeon, Dr. Godzik, is a rock star. He He wasn't before. He is now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't know. It it just kind of blows his mind, too, and blows my mind because he told my husband, they let my husband see me before they took me to do surgery. And he pretty much told my husband, there's a good chance she's not going to live through this surgery, whether it be neurological complications or throwing a blood clot because I had tore my arteries, too. But he was able to 
kind of reduce it as much as he couldn't do it all the way because I kept my vital signs kept bottoming out. So he just kind of had to fix me in place. Wow. <laughs> and I guess I just refused to die. I don't know. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Yay for being stubborn. Right. So <laughs> Very stubborn. <laughs> how, how did you find out about all of that? Right. Like you're not, I wouldn't think cognizant while the initial surgery is going on. So were you out for a week for two days like how do you kind of come to and learn your situation i don't think i understood the full extent of it for a long time and i'm talking about months because one of my earliest memories i remember i was still intubated so i was still on the ventilator and i had the halo that screwed into my head and all that and i can remember opening my eyes and seeing my stepmom and she was crying. And I remember thinking, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and Get then, it together, like, lady. I don't need to see that. <laughs> and then every time like I would hear my husband talking to people or anytime I would just hear them talking about my situation, I would just I remember thinking, like, why are they being so dramatic? This is like I just thought they were being very dramatic. And when I finally got into rehab, I remember, I think I was just in denial because I remember thinking, well, I'm not one of these people. I don't need all this help. And y'all are just being really dramatic. And is this really necessary? And <laughs> and looking back, of course, I mean, you know, I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything. But like I would get in trouble all the time for getting myself on the bedside commode without help. <laughs> So real stuff. I would like, I would use my slide board and slide over and then I'd get in trouble because I didn't call for help. And I just remember thinking it was all a bit ridiculous. I don't think it ever sunk in. I think it took multiple conversations with my neurosurgeon talking directly to me months later for me to really, oh, so it really was that bad. And they weren't being dramatic. He was like, no. Was there a moment where something just really clicked into place that you realized how bad it was? Or was it just like a slow realization? It was probably a slow realization. But I think when I heard the things come out of Dr. Godzik's mouth that had been coming out of my husband's mouth, because I just really kind of thought my husband was just being dramatic. (laughs) But then I heard my neurosurgeon say all those things and I was like oh so Lee wasn't exaggerating (laughs) it was really that bad (laughs) yeah I was like normally husbands are more like you're fine how about the laundry now like that's how husbands are so when husbands are like sweet baby snow peas this is awful like they're probably telling the truth (laughs) yeah and one of my earliest memories when they told me what happened I remember remember laying in the hospital bed I remember hearing my dad talking to somebody and he was saying it's the same injury that killed Dale Arnhart. I I live in Alabama so everybody down here knows who Dale Arnhart is. (laughs) Sure. And I just remember him saying that repeatedly. It's the same thing that killed him. It's the same injury. And I again thought he's being dramatic. Right. He wasn't. I was just in denial I guess. I don't know. How long were you in the hospital? So three months. Oh, my gosh. That that included rehab, too. So I was in neuro ICU for like eight or nine weeks. Wow. And then I went to a trauma ICU for just a few days. And then I went to Spain rehab for three weeks. 
Wait, what is and that? And then I came home. What was that last one? Spain rehab. What's that? So it's like people who have had spinal cord injuries, oh. strokes, things like that. It's okay. an inpatient rehab to try to get you stronger so that you can go home. Okay. Gotcha. okay. And learn to, they kind of help people learn how to function with whatever injuries that they got to live with now. Like when I first came home, I couldn't even set myself up in the bed. I couldn't fix my food. I couldn't walk, stand. I I couldn't really quite helpless looking back. But in my own head, I never thought of myself as helpless, (laughs) (laughs) but I was. Wow. I just, I feel like I'm trying to imagine what that would be like. And I feel like it would just be <laughs> like this cloud of time. Like it wouldn't feel real. Was that what you experienced? Did yeah. it feel differently to you? I'm just trying to put myself in that position and it's impossible. I think it's kind of like a marriage. In some ways, it feels like you've been married forever. In other ways, it feels like it was just yesterday. Well, a happy I don't marriage. Know if that, <laughs> the, the... <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it does but... make sense. I'm just like, but the first marriage just felt like forever, right? But the second marriage yeah, feels so, like what you so just said. So COVID, when I had COVID, that was just child's play. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I bet. I bet you were like, oh, I just thought I was sick. I bet I just thought that was a long. Yeah. COVID a long... was my first marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's a great analogy. So I, I just can't help but think like, I God, I hope you have good insurance. I know. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I know what our bills are for. And I was yeah. in the hospital for you, 24 hours. We're square on medical bills. So I, I don't want to put anything out there that make people think we're like asking for money. Right. But, so, you know how you get the statements from the hospital? Yeah. Oh, yes. The first. So not for the whole three months. The first day, October 8th, 2021, the first 24 hours, we got that statement. It was $1.3 million. Holy shit. That's mm-hmm. yikes. Yeah. Yeah, we were shocked. I don't remember, <sighs> I don't remember what the rest of it was. Does it matter at know, that point? Yeah. yeah. I just know that first, yeah. that first less than 24 hours, really, that statement was $1.3 million and then wow. insurance paid however much they paid. And then we owed some of that, which there was a GoFundMe and good. We did have some help with that. And 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 you know, and you know what, like, don't feel like you shouldn't be proud of that because you should, because that is not a small thing. Like even a percentage of $1.3 million is like, a tremendous amount right. of money for you the average ex- yeah. person. Yeah, you can't expect the average person to be prepared for an incident like no, that. No, and, and it's really sad that people have to use GoFundMe. For sure. It's like a healthcare supplement now. Yeah, I always think that when you see these stories where like, oh, it's this heartwarming story of people banding together and doing this GoFundMe. And I'm like, a more heartwarming story would be like if people didn't need to do that. Amen. You exactly. know? Yeah. But especially in a situation like this where it's, like I said, you can't reasonably expect someone to be able mm-hmm. to foot the bill for something like that. All I keep thinking right. about is like a health savings account or those insurance mm-hmm. plans where they have you on the high deductibles. That's what I keep mm-hmm. thinking about and how they're like 10 grand for like one person is like, that's how much their out of pocket max is. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I saw that years and years ago and I was like, my God, what would have to happen to you to have a $10,000 out of pocket? And I feel like you hit that easily. Yeah. <laughs> you- well, and I'll tell you what else is really messed up that 
a lot of people don't think about until they're in that situation. But so I was working as a paramedic when I had that accident and I had health insurance through my employer and it was free for just me. My husband also is a firefighter paramedic and because I was injured so severely and couldn't work anymore, they kept me on that insurance until January, but I couldn't go back to work. So I lost my health insurance. Oh. And then luckily I was able to get on my husband's plan through the fire department for not too much extra. And we made it that way. But I kept thinking to myself, well, what if I wasn't married? What if yeah. he didn't have a job that had like, what would we have done? And people don't think about that. But it's such a messed up system when someone can get cancer or be in an accident and they need the health insurance, but they get dropped from it because they can't work. And that's where disability is supposed to step up. But of course I applied for that and it took a year to yeah. get my first denial. Yeah. I mean, they always <laughs> that was your first denial. It took a year for the yeah. first denial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's like, they always shoot everybody down the first time. It's just, I know, and but it's, a year. Yeah. But then it's just like in a situation like yours, like what, more do they need right like, right? like i is, get that there are yeah. people out there that try to game the system sure. but like this seems pretty cut and dried right and i know from the what a little bit i understand whenever you do finally get on like they backdate it to if you mm -hmm. get approved to when you start it so you will get but that can be a long wait and and then you give however much to your lawyer the, the lawyer you had to get to be able to navigate the system because there's no way you'll ever do it on your own yeah it's, right. the whole system yeah. sucks yeah let me just say it that. does but i've thought a lot about what would we have done if i was a single mom or yeah. just i wasn't able to get on his insurance what do people do i mean they go bankrupt I just, yeah i can't wrap my brain around that yeah. it's horrible yeah so in that way i'm very fortunate because Obviously, we had enough to deal with. I couldn't imagine adding that on top of it. But I would think that on top of that, your husband probably had to miss a ton of work. Oh, yeah. While taking yeah, care he, of you. Because I, mm -hmm. I would think that there was probably a it had to be months, if not a year mm -hmm. or more before you could be left alone. I think he went back to work in either I want to say February or March, February 4th. Oh, he's back there. <laughs> he said he went back February 4th. <laughs> wow. And when was the accident again? October. October. October okay. So yeah, that's mm -hmm. a whole lot of work to miss. It is. You know, I can't help but think how suitable your both of your lines of work were, though. Like, yeah. like for you to have all this training to understand what's happening to you mm -hmm. him to understand how to take care of you. Yeah. I mean, not like. Oh, that makes it easy. But it, it's just one of those things that like if that happened to Tom, I wouldn't know what to do or how to. And vice versa. It. Yeah, I would have no. Well, and clue. that's another weird part of the story was number one, it was my coworkers that ran me because I wrecked in the county that I worked in. And then the other crazy part of that story is my husband's second job is at the same place that I work. So I was on A shift. He was on B shift. He had taken off that day to go on a camping trip. Had he been at work that day, he was a supervisor and it was the first call of the day. He would have ran that call. Oof. So we're grateful that that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> but fortunately, from the time of my wreck, the first people on scene were people that knew who I was and knew who Lee was. So 
I feel like we, I mean, I guess that's just a comforting thought to think you've kind of got that community that obviously wants the best for you. And I don't know how I made it alive from, because they had to fly me and it was probably at least an hour from the time of the wreck till I got to the hospital. An hour? Whoa, that's a long time. At least, yeah. Because it was a real world. I can't say rural. My accent. I cannot say that word. I have trouble with it. (laughs) It It's a hard word. (laughs) It It was out in the middle of nowhere. Just say BFE. BFE. Yes, it was BFE. And how they moved me without killing me is beyond. It's just crazy when you think about all the parts that had to. Seconds matter in a moment like that. And you had to wait an hour. Not had to, like they were doing something wrong. But just by virtue of where it took place, like there's no quick way. Like, And then helicopter rides aren't known for their gentle, soothing nature. (laughs) Luckily, I don't remember much of that. I was going to ask, yeah. (laughs) The only memory I have of the helicopter was when I threw up all over the flight medic. (laughs) You know what? That's understandable. Yeah. And he took it like a champ. And I had just had a barbecue sandwich oh. before that. Oh, oh, no. So now barbecue's ruined for you, too. So I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, it is for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you remember? Like a champ, though. Do you remember anything from the actual accident? Like, do you remember anything from that day? I'm fascinated by this because of yeah, my own memories from being hit. And or I lack and, thereof. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like this really weird, like surreal moment. So I'm super curious about mm-hmm. yours. So I remember I knew that I was going to wreck because I remember thinking I was just confused why I couldn't make this curve. I just remember trying to like lean and go around this curve. And for some reason, I just couldn't. I don't know why I wasn't going really fast. I wasn't doing anything irresponsible, but I just didn't make the curve. And I knew that I was going to hit the guardrail. But as far as like a moment of act, it was just like a, somebody turned off a light switch. Wow. And then the next thing I remember is I remember laying on the ground and I, could look up and see the sky and I could hear my dad on the phone with 911 and of course he was freaking out and I remember trying to scream but it had messed my jaw up so I couldn't like open my mouth and so I remember that sound of myself screaming and it sounded like a little squealing piglet I remember that and that kind of bothers me sometimes And then apparently I went into work mode because the only thing I said to anybody was I need a helicopter. (laughs) And of course I got one, but (laughs) I I did tell them I need a helicopter. (laughs) Like still bossy. (laughs) Um, Hey, it worked. (laughs) I mean, based on results. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that's what I did for people. I ran wrecks and flew people or I made those decisions for people and I knew I don't really know what I knew. I just knew it was bad. And yeah. I guess I was trying to tell my dad, hey, tell them I need a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's pretty much all I remember from that day. My next memories are probably a few days, a couple of days later. I'm not really sure. But my husband's back there chiming in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're like that. So he apparently, I don't remember any of this, but they let him see me. 
in the ER and the nurses, I later found out because they found me on social media and we would talk and they told me that I refused sedation. They had intubated me, but I would not let them sedate me because I wanted to talk to my husband. I don't remember any of that, but if that's not true love, I don't know what. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. So no pressure there, Lee. uh... Yeah. Um, wow, you are a strong lady. Yeah. Very strong lady. So I'm curious. So you said you can't do Peloton anymore. You can't do the bike anymore. Mm-mm. And medically speaking, why is that? Why are you are not able to or allowed to do so, that? So how about I actually a picture? Okay. We're going to be grossed out? What are you showing us a picture of? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Nothing too gross. Okay. I have um, a weak constitution. I don't. <laughs> I do. So This picture right here is before my surgery. This shows my injury. Oh, wow. Separation right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's all supposed to be connected. So that's the separation. Oof. And then I'll show you what my neck looks like now. So this is why I can't lean over. Okay. And like support my head because it just. It's heavy. The only thing supporting my head now is that hardware. Yeah. Okay. So when I'm leaned over, just the weight of my head kind of hanging like that, it's just too much on my neck. And I just, my neck can't tolerate that. That makes sense. Do you miss riding your bike? Mm, Is it bad to say not really? (laughs) No. I think the only reason I say that is just because I'm so grateful to be able to do what I can do that I don't, yeah. I don't borrow trouble and well if I can only do this right. I'm lucky to be able to do anything so I'll take what I can get and try not to complain about the rest of it no yeah, I totally get no. that like you can miss it but it's also a small price to pay mm-hmm. given what the alternative could have been yeah for sure yeah exactly yeah. I, I'm just really very happy to be here and very happy that I can get back to a place where I enjoy my life and I get a new perspective on things. And sure. it's like you, you gain all this wisdom almost instantly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that is so true. I think I'd prefer to be a little dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get on the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm far too big of a puss to do something like that. Like I, <laughs> that is not my thing. So my husband's in the background giggling. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, saw Dirty Harry as a very young man. There's a line in that first movie where he says, a man's got to know his limitations. I know my limitations. (laughs) Very, very well aware of them. So do you ever get on a motorcycle anymore? Or is that also? Go ahead. Can you still get on a motorcycle? no. Okay. Is that because of like the same reason you can't get on the bike? Or are you just like, I'm not doing that again? I'm not. So that's the number one question I get asked. Well, do you still ride? Are you going to ride? And, you know, if a cat has nine lives, I used all of them up on that. I'm not borrowing trouble. We have a camper. And before my wreck, we had bought two e-bikes to go on our camping trips. Mm -hmm. And my husband didn't want me on that. And I was like, oh, come on. Let me do it. Let me do it. So I rode it down the driveway one day and I was like, nope. It was too scary. I was just too nervous. My balance isn't great anymore. So I traded in my e-bike and now I have an e-trike. <laughs> that makes sense. 
that makes sense. That seems like a smart so concession. You still get to participate. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. But in a way yeah. that makes you safe and comfortable. Right. I've got two kids. I'm very happily married. There's so many things I want to do. It's not even worth the conversation of For getting sure. on a motorcycle. No, <laughs> I totally to get that. No, I totally understand that. Yeah. I mean, again, I can't even compare what I've been through to you. And like, it took me so much to go back out on the road and run again. Mm -hmm. Like that was so much like it was. Mm -hmm. And I had to do it for my own brain. But like, mm -hmm. I don't do it on a regular basis. <laughs> I just needed to yeah. do it to say that I could, but I don't like it. It's I can't get in the same headspace anymore. And I can't. Well, I, can't I feel like yours is different in a way that like, I was doing something risky. It's my own fault. That's an activity that you're well, I was a paramedic for God's sakes. I've run so many motorcycle wrecks I've seen and I still rode one like an idiot, but you were out jogging. Who's thinking about getting hit by a car when they're jogging? Well, but conversely, we're the hardest on ourselves. Conversely, you'd ridden that motorcycle a million times. You knew what you were doing. You, you were a, a safe dryer, yeah. driver. And so I could say the same to you. You weren't drinking and driving. You weren't speeding. You weren't driving in the rain. You were just riding your motorcycle. And so yeah. who would have thought that yeah. that would have happened? And so I think right back at you. Yes, motorcycle riding is in theory riskier than running on a road. But at the same time, I was going through a freaking intersection at a crosswalk. I would have never thought in a million years that that girl was going to hit me. But yeah. you you wouldn't have thought that you were going to not make that curve. I'm sure you've taken that curve before. Mm -hmm. These things happen. And I think what's the hardest about it is that we don't have any control yeah. of what happens after that moment. And it's a very, very scary feeling for a person who yeah. is, is described, I self-describe as a control freak. So having to just like be okay with how fast I healed and having to just be okay with not remembering things and getting back to life. Like that's hard. It's really, mm -hmm. really hard. And so you have a lot of strength in a lot of different ways that I don't know that you even realize because you just did it. And that's not something that just anybody can do. So I think well, you're I pretty awesome. That. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So are there other things that you have to cross off your list of things that you can do? Like if this is going to sound like a dumb question, I'm a nerd. My first thought <laughs> is like, if you go to Disney World, can you still do the ride? <laughs> Stuff like that. That's a good question. Probably not. Yeah. So just getting in the car and driving to the grocery store, like if somebody were to hit me, like rear in me, I mean, it could kill me. So I still need another neck surgery because my injury was so severe that my bones weren't able to fuse. So the only thing holding my head to my son is that hardware. Oh and my God. My doctor really wants to go in and he wants to take either ribs or part of my pelvis and put in my neck. And I'm not willing to do it right now because everything i already went through was so awful sure. that i just so we've kind of have an understanding we're playing it like month by month right. and when he sees signs of a compromise in my hardware then i'll agree to do the surgery but until then at the risk of getting rear-ended and getting killed i want to enjoy my life as much as i can sure. while i can 
And I just am not at a place where it may be stupid of me. I don't know, but I don't want to go through that surgery right now. And so we're just kind of like walking that tightrope of when to pull the trigger on that. And that's hate that it has to be like that. But I just... No, yeah, you know, I get that. I don't I mean, you've, do had the, you've had the medical world involved in your life, I'm sure, at this point for so long that you just kind of like need a beat. And it's yeah. it's traumatic what you went through. Like yeah. that is trauma. And I've been doing a lot of therapy, EMDR, and it's helped me tremendously. I don't know if you've ever looked into that, but just like being able to accept things and process things because it's easier than just like trying to push it down, which is what I was doing mm -hmm. before. But yeah, it makes perfect sense to me that you don't want your body is rejecting the idea of you doing that surgery because it is putting yourself through that trauma again yeah. and you don't want to. Yeah. And I don't blame you for, for that sure. at all. I can understand it. Um, I, I want to be smart about it, but I just I just can't do it right now. <laughs> I totally get it. It's a risk, but it's a calculated one. You're still right. observing what's going on. If there's a material change, right. you're prepared to address it. But in the meantime, you just want to catch your breath, which I totally right. can relate to as much as someone who has not gone through that can relate to something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you get to do any kind of like movement? I mean, I don't know if whatever you do, you call it exercise, but can you like mm -hmm. get any movement, get your heart rate up at all? Does that well, even appeal oh. to you? <laughs> Honestly, we went to Target, I think yesterday or the day. Anyways, my husband and I went to Target recently and I was a nightmare of a human being because my heart rate was up. I was struggling. I was tired. And I just, after everything that happened and being sedentary for so long, and I have no stamina at all. So just doing like a few things around the house or going to the grocery store is difficult. But we have a, we just bought a new camper and we have a trip coming up and there's a trail around the lake that I've walked many times. I think it's like a little over two miles, maybe. I don't remember, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to, but that is my goal. When we go on that cabin trip, I want to, that's my goal. I don't know if it'll happen, but I want to walk that trail and... I guess you'll have to watch the YouTube channel to see if I make it. Yeah, for sure. And speaking <laughs> that's of, that's what I want to do. I really don't know if I'll be able to, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it the whole college try. <laughs> well, please share with everyone what your YouTube channel yeah. is so they can follow your journey. My YouTube channel is Little Trauma Mama. <laughs> that's great. That's a good name. It is because I'm five one. I'm very short. <laughs> and trauma because I was a paramedic and I lived trauma and mama because it rhymed and I'm a mom. <laughs> Very appropriate. Yeah, Very absolutely. Appropriate. <laughs> well, Christy, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us and for sharing your story with us. It is fascinating and so happy that you came out the other side. That is that you are here amazing. and thriving. We are so, so happy to see that. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet your whole family is. And yeah, just enjoy. Well, you know, I will say, I don't know about your situation, but my relationships now are, they're just more special. They're more appreciated. 
my marriage, my relationship with my sister and family. It's just a whole new, I'm not trying to make it into like a romantic story at all, but there has been a lot of good that has come out of it. So I just want to keep focusing on that and live my life. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, it's great that you can see the good in it because I'm sure it's not easy. And I'm also feel pretty confident that some days it's easier than others. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. So this has been fascinating. We really appreciate you taking time to share with us. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. I don't know that we got it done quicker. Mm. I think a little bit quicker than normal, but we're trying. Yeah. And we'll get there. Yeah. It's a learning process. Eh. I feel like you're disappointed in me. I'm very disappointed. Not in you. (laughs) I'm disappointed though. But uh, but anyway, it, it, now you see why we were making some of the choices we make because there's still like so much, so much stuff that's going to be over on the Patreon. So if you want to hear all the stuff that that didn't make the cut, you can go over there and listen to the clipped out. It's all it. the stuff that got clipped. Got clipped out. Uh-huh. So anyway, uh, until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, threads, and the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course... Don't forget our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the clip out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and running and rowing. <laughs>